0: Hey, welcome back. It's another episode of Business of Film, episode number 52. My name is Jesse Eichmann, and you're listening to a crafttruck.com podcast. And this episode, I have the pleasure of introducing uh, someone I've known for a while. I'll, I'll get into more of the detail on how we got introduced on the show, but his name is Mike Cheetah, and he's got a lot to say about the world of screenwriting. So I encourage you to get the most out of this episode, if, uh, if that's your thing. And uh, also, if you're uh, on Twitter and want to find us there, you can do so at Craft Truck. Uh, you can find us uh, on Facebook, and if you want to drop us a line by email, we we love questions and we will answer you so uh coffee at crafttruck.com uh if you want to find us there and before we get going uh we are trying to spread the word of this show to uh to uh more listeners and uh, one of the best ways that you can help the show out uh if you're so inclined is if you're on itunes or you found us there and you're just downloading this now and listening to it for the first time uh please take a moment uh uh drop down a review uh you know hit us back with some stars on iTunes and it really helps. And, and we really appreciate that. So thanks again for your time. Uh, enjoy this show. It was a lot of fun, Mike. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I, I really appreciate your time. Uh, this is awesome. I've actually been looking forward to having you on the show for, uh, for some time. So, uh, thank you for joining us. Oh, it's my pleasure. So, Mike, I, I have to tell just a, a really quick story to to our audience of listeners, just so they understand how uh, how I and and our company got introduced to you. Uh, my my business partner Jeff, uh, who some of our listeners may know because he's on our other podcast uh, where we talk to cinematographers and editors. We were. Uh, going through a book, a very well-known book in the business called Save the Cat. And in that book, there was this gentleman who uh, kept on being referred to, this guy named uh, Mike Cheetah, whoever that guy is. And we said, you know what, heck, we should talk to that guy. So we reached out, we scrambled the internet, we found you. And uh, that just started off what is now, it's not quite a decade, but it's been quite a long working relationship that we've had with you, So I was just wondering if you could just tell our listeners a little bit about your background and how you got into the business and, and what your relationship is uh, to, I guess, that very now famous book.
1: Oh, well, it, it was written by uh, my late friend, Blake Snyder, who, uh, who who I met when I was uh, a, a, an executive uh, in uh, some building. I, think I even forget what company I was working for. I worked for all these different companies and they all were based on Century City. So it was in some some, some high rise in century said he came to pitch me some stuff and i and he he relates this in his books uh and and I explained to him at the time why his ideas sucked and he was he and 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 he was kind of surprised and yet uh educated by by some of the things i said and and we and get we we stayed in contact and became friends and ended up in the end actually writing some scripts together and uh and 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 doing, doing a little business uh nothing got produced, but we you know made a lot of option money and uh and then he he went away for a while I hadn't heard from him and uh and when we were working together, we used to you know our, our specialty as as any writer will will do our specialty was work avoidance, and then we'd get together and then think of all the other things we could do besides actually sit down and do the hard part, which is you know making stuff up so uh so we would we we endlessly talk about, you know, film theory and, 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 how, and how it all works and how movies work and how scripts work. And, you know, and I thought oh, nothing of it. And then, and then he, I lost contact with him for a while and then he calls me up one day and says, well, I, I've, I've written a book. It's kind of based on a lot of the stuff we're talking about. And, uh, and do you have like a website? And I said, uh, No. And he said, "Well, you better get one because uh, I mentioned you in the book, and uh, and I told everybody that you're at com and so called GoDaddy. He, gave, he literally gave me the phone number for GoDaddy, and and uh, and I phoned them up and the, and they said registered my name, and, and started a website, and and he published the book, and it became you know if you you saw it, became a, a you know a huge seller. I mean, people in in colleges teach it as a as a course. I and mean, it's amazing." And I, And people from all over the world call me because of the book, and they ask me to help help them with the scripts. and Blake sadly died five years ago uh, very suddenly and and uh and so they can't call they used to call him, but now they can't call him, so they have to call they call me.
0: So uh, just uh, how do you like to, to think of your, yourself then? Do you actually think of yourself as, uh, I mean, uh, I don't necessarily want to throw these terms out and for whatever the hell they mean, but, you know, script doctor, script editor, story editor. Uh, I, not that I necessarily put much credence on the term itself, but uh, how do you think of the work that you do and the work that you do with, with writers?
1: Well, Mostly I'm a uh, consultant to writers. I mean, a script doctor to me is... Is somebody that, you know, and, and Blake and I used to joke about this. We always, we never quite did it, but we always wanted to be the the guys that got, you know, the team that got half a million dollars a week to, to, to punch up a script. You know, those are script doctors. You know, I mean, they're, 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 they're William Goldman and and, 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 and there's a whole list of them who would come in and, 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 and get a, sometimes get a credit, sometimes not, and punch up for enormous amounts of money, uh, scripts. And they, and, and they, they change all the time. And, that, and that's that's a different business. I, I I'm a consultant. I I work with writers and get them to make the changes and get them to, you know. And, and most of, most of the people I work with are professionals. Are so people that that maybe want to become professionals or just have a story they want to tell or just put their life on the screen. I mean, there's all kinds of reasons people write screenplays and and, and contact me. But I I just help help them make the best version of their story, whatever it is that I can.
0: So why do you think that, and I'll be honest, I think any producer who uh, wants to be uh, better at their job obviously needs to be intimately familiar with the craft of screenwriting. And that's not to say that a producer needs to be a good screenwriter in and of themselves, but uh, I, I do believe that that the the knowledge that one can get from the numerous volumes of books out there that are on the craft of screenwriting are foundational at the very least. But I think to a certain degree, Save the Cat does rise to the top of that Pile, not necessarily, you know. I wouldn't want to say the best in deference to other books, but I definitely would say that it's got to be in the top tier of books for sure. And I'm just wondering, why do you think that that book resonates so much with uh, with its readers and with uh, and with its particular audience?
1: Well, uh, I mean, on one level, Blake uh, uh, demystified the process. I mean, it's it's a process that anybody that's you know a professional in Hollywood goes through. And, uh, and and everybody knows what it is but nobody really explains it or if they do they do it in the people that explain it are usually people that aren't in the business and they and they do it in it, it, from inside out so you can't really understand what they're talking about and blake was a very very uh, entertaining writer and very articulate and he was able to take not really complex complex ideas about how to, how, how movies are put together but he just told the simple you know he told it very simply about how to do it it's, it's a really a, almost a peak by numbers version of, of screenwriting. Uh, I mean, I read, there's an article I, I read, uh, I came across a, a, a few months ago. It was about, you know, how, how Blake Snyder destroyed movies. Because he, he, the formula he, he created and, and, and broadcast, which is the formula everybody uses, but it's followed so slavishly now that people, you know, I, people send me scripts where people actually save a cat in the first 10 pages.
0: You yeah, know,
1: not, that's not what that means. It means you want it, you want the character to do something that's nice that we like him. it not have to. It's, it's a metaphor. <laughs> it's not a not an actual uh, suggestion. But people actually save cats. He yeah, saved. It's, it's amazing. He really made it, he made the what seemed to be an uh, unbelievably complex process seem really simple. I mean, right, kind of
0: is. Right, and it, it, it's true. And uh, I it, it, I just want to branch off on one thing there because it's interesting uh you, you could save the cat you can pet the dog or it, as in the very opening scene of house of cards you can actually kill the dog and still have a sympathetic character uh, Yes. B- uh, but just b- moving aside from from that example because I, I definitely hear what what you're saying there that when we've talking about when we sorry when we've spoken about uh the the principles of save the cat you've also said in the same breath that you kind of have to throw it all out. I mean, you you have to internalize it in a way, but then you just have to throw it all out. And I was wondering if you could kind of explain to our audience what you mean by that.
1: Well, uh, uh, I mean a couple of things. uh, Yes, you have to internalize it so that you just instinctively know where act breaks come and and where things should happen. And that comes with experience of any writer. But also, break tends to take his I mean, his theories to, you know, there should be 40 scenes. Here's where things should happen. He makes it, I think, too specific. And we used to argue about this all the time. Uh, it, it, we used to have great fun ar- arguing about, you know, uh, his theories, and, and sometimes he would argue, disagree with me, sometimes he would agree with me. But he's very specific and too specific, so that if you follow his 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 suggestions too closely, you, you, can, you can create something that's, that's far too formulaic.
0: Fair enough. But by the same token, I I just want to kind of push back on this just for the sake of of getting this this, this conversation going, because there's, uh, and again, to, to relate also to the quote unquote business of film, the, at least I think, when you see movies that don't work, you can kind of, Pinpoint why they don't work to a certain degree, not necessarily by applying it to the the formula. But if you've got a main character that isn't making a uh, a big decision about their life, and it's not coming until say forty or fifty minutes until the movie, then you know you're not having your your, your kind of you know break into your your first act until it's too late in the movie. So there are it does seem like there are these certain fundamental principles that if you're not following them, then it points to some very very problematic script. Issues and if those script issues exist on the page, then they're going to exist on the film, and then you're going to have a movie that, well, the, you're, you're going to find some serious problems when you when you eventually get to the editing room. So, uh, just yes. yeah, your your take on that.
1: Well, uh, yeah, I mean, and then I go to I go, you know, a lot of the movies that are nominated for Academy Awards this year are are are, you know, they, they break most of the rules. And, uh, and people will throw them at me when I try to explain the rules to them. But, you know, I said, but, but you're not Paul Thomas Anderson. You can't get away with it. <laughs> you know, uh, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, I, people do break the rules and, and, and sometimes it could, it, it can work. I, I always try to wind people back and say, you know, you know, make, make, make the things happen when they're supposed to happen. Because that's that's what an audience expects. That's what the reader expects and uh, and and if, and if and like you say if you don't you're gonna more likely than not you're gonna be faced with a, a you know an any room situation that's not going to be pleasant I, I
0: mean do you do you believe that that I mean, do you see the, the do you see the failure of the writing process on the screen when you're when you're watching movies
1: oh yeah it drives, it, 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 it certainly drives me crazy yeah how so yeah well, I, I, I the Paul Thomas Anderson movie, the, the Inherent Vice. Uh, it took me two attempts to actually get through it. I mean, it was, it's just it just breaks so many rules, and, and 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 not to a good effect. You know, it's just it's got there's a lot of interesting things going on in it, but it's it's dramatically it's it's just, it's you know kind of terrible. Uh, uh, you know, I, I wish <laughs> you know, it's one of those movies. That I wish you know he called me. <laughs> I could, have, I could have. It could have been so much better, uh, you know. And yet, it's 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 lauded. And, I mean, you, you know, you, you, you read the reviews, and you know, there uh, people are. Uh, it's got to be. I, to me, it was the emperor's new clothes, but I'm a fan of his. Right. Uh, it just. It just. It just wasn't there.
0: Uh, I mean, do do you think that in the. Uh, in the writing process, like the the, the producerial relationship uh, that you have with um, with producers and writers, do you do, do you ever have that sort of tug of war between the the writer wants this, but the producer wants that, and the writers, you know, uh, suggesting for creative reasons that they need to put something here, and the producer's saying no, 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 this needs to be there. I mean, th- does that? kind of tug of war happen a lot in the, in the world that you play. Oh, in. I,
1: I, I, yes. All the time. And, and more often, and I, I just had an experience the other day with a, with a mutual friend of ours, uh, where, where, uh, where the, the producer was giving notes that weren't, didn't quite make a lot of sense. And I, and I cause I used to be someone at a studio that did notes. For writers, and and, and I, you can translate them. You know, they don't really understand quite what's wrong. But they sent something's wrong, so they said this, but they didn't mean that. You know, they 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 meant something else, and you, and you can translate the notes because of the of what's missing in the script. You know, that's that's uh, 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 that's kind of almost one of the most helpful things I can do for people is to is to let them know what people really mean. When they and they when they don't know themselves a lot I mean not everybody that, that has a, a producer credit or, or or sits behind a desk is is good you know but they still have to respond to material that the talented people have given them and they sometimes you know don't know what to say so they just they just say shit.
0: I mean, do, do you and think uh, there's a difficulty to actually give good notes? There's a way that I, because I think. To a certain degree, there's this niceness when it comes to note-giving where you don't want to necessarily offend the creative process. You can't say it sucks. So you kind of have to say something else. And there's something else that you say isn't necessarily the best thing to say. And so you'll end up with this, you know, I don't know what the hell they meant.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. People can either they, they won't say it sucks or you just can't get them on the phone or you can't get them to respond because it sucked. So so, they, so they'll, they'll avoid the conversation. You know, they, they don't want to say, it's like when you go to a screening and and, and, it, and the director's there and the producer's there and the stars are there and you're, everyone's sitting in the audience and you're watching just a horrible experience and, and afterwards everyone wants to know what you thought You know, and, and you, you have to kind of, you know, I used to say that, you know, you used to, you know, you must be very proud of that, you know, because what do you say? You know, yeah. it's, it's, it, it notes notes are the same are the same thing. It's that you you, you hit the nail on the head. You can't say it, it's a piece of shit, but you you have to so you have to say something. And, and because I I kind of you know a large part of my living comes from you know dealing with writers and and I deal with stuff that is is not top notch. It's, it's kind of the paint it's the paint by numbers. I mean that's the downside of what Blake Snyder created is it, it is paint by numbers and so you get it's like looking at you know someone hands you a, a paint by number painting and they and they think it should hang in a gallery next to Picasso it's a paint by numbers painting and yeah. it's the same thing with scripts they do a paint by numbers script and they're they want to put it in the marketplace right away and, and they don't know that they're competing with Picasso the, the, the screenwriting equivalent of, of Picasso you know masters and, and they're not going to compete it has to be you know they need the, the a material that is that is stunning to break in to break into the into the marketplace,
0: which is a very 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 small percentage of the projects that are floating out there. I mean, as we all exactly. know, it's it's I mean finding a good it's script is, is, is finding a, a diamond in the rough.
1: Exactly, but when one comes along. It's
0: it's a stampede to get their hands on it. Yeah, a it, it, It's also interesting though because I think the dirty little secret of Hollywood, as we've mentioned before on this podcast, and unfortunately I, I am forgetting who said this to me, and I, it was an earlier episode, and I wish I could remember now, but I can't. Uh, but I, and in any case, the, the the direct quote was: "The dirty little secret of Hollywood is that most scripts come in." And they're not very good to begin with, but the, the, the seed of greatness is in them and you can see that seed, but they're not necessarily what lands up on the screen. So the, the process of taking a script, which has the potential to be very good to, you know, to, to excellent um, is, you know, like that, that, that is your playground for, for lack of.
1: It is, but that, it's also, I think that's an, an out of date uh, thought. It used to be true. That, they, that, they, that they, people used to be heavily invested in, you know, what we call development. That they, they have, and, and Blake Snyder became famous because he had wonderful ideas for for movies and would write eh, like an okay script, like a first or second draft, and and sell sell it based on the idea for enormous amounts of money, and and then it would be developed or and either made or not made. But uh, uh, those days are gone. You know, now people want it ready to shoot. They're not prepared to to do what you, you know what you're talking about, which is to to see the the brilliant idea. It's certainly not on the not on the buyers level, on the on the on the producer level, where there, where people are running around and really not and optioning stuff for free and working with writers. and I mean, there's, there's an you know, entire cottage industry of that, but it doesn't mean anybody's actually going to make any, any money or it's actually going to get produced. If, 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 if that
0: makes any sense. No, it does, uh, it does. I mean, I, I kind of dovetail that a little bit with the notion that it, I don't necessarily want to say that the script is great when it's coming in, but what you what you might have is a fairly okay script or fairly good script, uh, certainly one that is beyond a first draft or second draft, um, you know, somewhere in that area, let's say, but it's really packaged well. So mm-hmm. you, you've got... A good director. you've got some cast, you've got some financing attached to you. So you're not, you're not hanging it just on the idea of a, you know, either a really high concept or a really great script that, that that's then going to get uh, developed, which is interesting to hear you say, but I think it's the idea that you still have these okay to good scripts, but just with really wonderful packaging.
1: Yeah. But it's, it's rare that you get a wonderful package attached to okay material. It's, it's hard. Sometimes it's, it's somebody it's, some kind of personal connection, you know, you're not going to, you know, if, 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 if you're going to get, you know, uh, you know, Michael Bay and, 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 and Tom Cruise attached to your project, it's going to be a damn good project. But if you do that, it's going to get made. I mean, no one cares about the financing. The financing will just appear. People will, will, will fall. It doesn't matter what, even what it is. If, if those two guys wanted to do it, they would get done immediately. And, and, the, and, and, and the same goes for their, you know, the, the, their equivalent talents. Yeah, you know, which is long list.
0: Okay, so you're you get, you're you're okay. You're, you're this is good. You're 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 pushing back on, on what I'm saying. So you're basically saying no, no, no. You're wrong, which is cool. Uh, you're, what you're saying is you're wrong. The script's got to be really good, and if it's really good, then the good package will come around.
1: Now, it used, it, what you what you said is it used to be true. But but, but don't give me, one thing I don't want to leave anybody with is the idea that a great script. Uh, won't won't sell. It definitely will. If you if you are able, for some stroke of genius or, or 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 thunderbolt, to actually create, you know, 112 pages of of absolute genius, and it's right there on this on the page, and it jumps out at you, and wants to be in the screen. It'll get in the screen. People will will stand in line to buy it. They'll bid it up, because like you said, there's so much crap floating around. When you when you see something really original, really good, it just jumps at you.
0: Do you think that that's right in the concept, right in the logline, or is that stuff, is that that magic both in the concept and the page? Because sometimes it might be a brilliant script, but in drama, for example, or even in a genre film that isn't necessarily the catchiest logline or concept, but it's just brilliant on paper, uh, yes.
1: Uh I, I would uh, that can happen. I think the best ones, the ones that really hit it, are the are the ones that it's all the above. That it's a great concept, the log line which means that the log line will be great because it's a great concept. And the execution is also great. It's all the above.
0: So, so where, it's really hard. Where, where, you know? No, of course, of course. Where, where do you start? Like, when, you, when you're looking at a project or digesting a project, when something first comes across your desk, what's your starting point?
1: Uh, well, I mean, it, 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 the starting point for me is stuff that doesn't come across. It's stuff that I make up myself. And I, and I try to start with a really good concept. Uh, for me, when someone sends me material, I, mean, I, I just look for an original idea. You know, it's, it's the most important thing is to be it, it, to come up. It's something you haven't seen before. It kind of looks like stuff you have seen before. It's, it's weird. If you're completely original, people will be afraid of it. But if it's if it's if it's something that's kind of looking like at it's in a genre that's familiar. You know, it's, an, it's another way to do detective story. It's another way to do a a, a a revenge movie. It's another way to do a vampire. Another way to do a vampire movie. Whatever. If you've got. A, a totally fresh angle on it then then you that's a great start and then you want to make your execution really good uh,
0: what what is actually still i mean after all these years in the business i mean and having what what part of the process do you enjoy the most
1: i i, I just <laughs> i mean every time i'm not like everybody in the business i when i when somebody sends me a script you know, it's usually a PDF these days. And, and I, you know, I crack open the PDF and I start scrolling through it. I just want to have a great time. I'm a, I'm a fan. I, I want to, I want to, I want to go to a theater. I want to turn on my TV. I want to, I want to, I want to stream a movie. I want to, I want to read a PDF that just blows my socks off. You know, I won't stop reading it. I mean, I just, I just, I just, I just want to see something good, you know? And that's, and that's, that, that joy never goes away. It's just, it's just, it's just, so cool when you you read something that's really excellent. I mean, I mean, uh, your your partner Jeff and I have a, a fascination with uh, Lawrence of Arabia, which is which is m- my favorite film ever, I think. And the other day, I, I just I, I happened I saw a PDF online of the script, and I started reading it, and oh my God, it just reads, you know, and i have the movie backwards and forwards, but to read how it was, you know, how it was conceptualized. And and on the pages there's an authority to, to to uh, to the writing. And it's, uh, it's it's some confusion, but who actually It's mostly Robert Pulse, I think. Uh, it just reads wonderfully. I mean, it's, it's it's. I mean, anybody should do it. I think it's on Simply Scripts. They have a, a PDF of it, and it's amazing. Well,
0: on that thought, what are what are your maybe your top scripts? Like, what are the scripts that you think are just the most the most fabulous of the bunch that that you would recommend uh, Well, recommend I mean, most, most, it's,
1: any any good movie, I like to read the scripts. I mean, I I, I love that. You know, I I recently reread uh, *High Noon*, which 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 takes about it takes less time to read it than it the, the for the movie because it it's just so well written and so, it moves so quickly and, so, and it's so economical. I mean, it's a, you know it's a brilliant movie, and uh of Arabia*, which goes on forever, but it's a, a great read. Uh, and I, and I must say, most of my experience of, of scripts is, is through through the screen. I mean, my favorite, I think, all time, script, and one of my favorite movies is Chinatown, which which, which is brilliant. And I and I think it, it, it is an example. And I and I am not that familiar with how, how how it was put together. I know it's Robert Towns' script, but I have a hunch that uh, that, that, that he and Polanski are really responsible for what came on the screen. Mm-hmm. So that, that's just an amazing script to read.
0: Where are the things that kind of fall down in most scripts for you or the things that you more often than not, you go, ah, that's, you know, like it's always the same tropes or it's always the same mistakes. It's just the, the, the things that, that, you know, you wish people wouldn't do.
1: Oh, uh, one of the biggest things is, is on-the-nose dialogue. You know, people just have people just talking to each other, which, which in real life and in movies people don't do. They kind of talk at each other and around each other, but they rarely have a, a direct conversation. And, but mediocre writing on a, in a screenplay almost always is a direct conversation. And and, it's, and and if you you know that's not how it should work. The other, the other thing is, is characterization that, that people have a hard time differentiating their characters. They don't they, they don't really live. You know, they, they, all the characters tend to be like the writer. <laughs> yeah. it's, they uh, and there's it, it no what, what really makes a good a good script sing is when when every character is different. They all talk differently. They act differently. And you and you get a, and you are able to get a really a good writer can make can individualize those people so that you really really think of them as individuals and and people that are they're fascinating individuals
0: and I mean all those things it's funny you, you you everything you just said none of those things are things that you know I would necessarily think right off the top of my head. Are the things that that matter, but as you are describing them i'm thinking, you know what yeah those those are all the things that actually make great characters, and you know if you've got a great character, it kind of doesn't matter i mean obviously it matters a little bit, but to the extent that you're dropping these characters into any kind of movie, if they're great characters that's what people love and want
1: you want to have an original adventure for them and you you want to you want to kind of go somewhere you haven't been before, and that's one of the major Things that people look for when they when they they see a new writer or, 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 or new material is they want you know and that's the joy of getting stuff that isn't from the Hollywood Hills that it's you know somebody worked on an oil derrick or they hunt moose or they whatever they do it's a, it is a fresh look at a, at a new world and that's always a great thing to do but still the same things have to happen is that you have to you have you know indelible characters and and and, and snappy dialogue. I mean, I, I was just going on. What, what, what do I see the most? You know what you asked, and, and that's it. Those are those are the, the the kind of the kind of the things that jump out at me uh, on most of the, most of the material I see.
0: Do, uh, what What's your feeling about boarding a project? What do you kind of? Some people say they they. You know, well, I mean, obviously everybody has their own creative process, but like, in terms of just putting up the little cards in the wall, how how mm-hmm. important is, is that as a technique for you?
1: Oh, uh, that's all of it. I mean, it, I mean, it really is all of it. I mean, it's 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 uh, you know, by the time you've got the cards in order, and you're able to sort of transcribe them into into a, an outline, that that just gets expanded into the script. You know, the, it, you work out the whole thing on the cards. You know, That was, you know, I mean, uh, I still have you know pictures of of boards I, I did from centuries ago, and and. You know, many many iterations. I mean, when I worked with Blake Snyder, I mean, he and I would just spend weeks, you know, fighting over the cards until until we got it right. Then the writing process became that that much simpler because you you all you're doing is is uh, is uh, really extrapolating the information in the cards and 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 your your time writing is spent. Making the, making the characters interesting and the and the dialogue entertaining, and because because you, you know all the action, you know where everything's where where everything's supposed to be, where it's
0: going. Right, and, and do you do you think that the, I guess the process of being able to to visualize, because uh, because really what, what the, that that's what it is at the end of the day it's a it's a visual technique, and I'm just wondering whether. I mean, nowadays they have all types of script programs that allow you to put little cards on computer screens, and I think the, at least for me, at least, uh, at least in you know the, the the rooms that I've been in, that that tactile approach of being able to being able to put up a card on a board and and move it around, and I just I don't know for some reason, again for for me at least, and I'm wondering what. You know, your reaction is to this with the writers that you work for, work with, that that sort of that that, that tactile ability to, to to play with the cards is is just certainly or it can be an integral part of the process.
1: I, I totally agree. Uh, I, I you know I've always felt that, and I, and I that's why I insist on that process. It, it is something about the writing the action, handwriting the action on a card and sticking it on a board and, 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 and physically moving stuff around. You can't, you know, because we all spend way too much time staring at computer screens and there's a certain, I don't know, there's a certain sterility and a, and a, and a limitation in that rectangle. Whereas on a board, I mean, you're standing up, you're active, you're moving around, where's the yellow cards? You put the yellow cards over there, where's the blue cards? Where's the birds the right pen? Here's the, here's the pin. I mean, and you move stuff around, and it's, and it's, I don't know, it's, it, it, it forces you to think and look at your material in a different way, automatically, because you're, because there's some kind of, you know, it's an activity. Right. That, that, that that's based around your idea. It's the same thing, you're working on the story, but it's, it's doing it a different way, and it, and it gives you, it, because the hardest thing to get for all of us, I don't care who you are, is is to is get perspective. You know, you start working on a, on a thing and you, and you just you lose yourself in it. I mean, I think the, the most important thing I do for writers is just to give them another angle, another eye. You know, it, 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 it doesn't help giving stuff to their friends because their friends are all amazed that they typed 100 pages and it's kind of spelled right. You know that, that all look. They're just amazed. Whereas, you know, I I could bring a critical eye. But at the same time, it's a it's it's just a different view from from a stranger. And and that it, you know, all of us do that. I mean, I do that. I've I've written scripts that I thought were just you know just, just so amazingly great. I couldn't I I couldn't stand myself. And then I you hand it to somebody and they'll they'll make the stupidest notes that are a hundred percent correct. I didn't see it. Because I was so involved in the process, and and I and I think that's that's true of
0: everybody. Let me ask you this: Where does the process of budgeting, uh, if at all, come into the 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 creative process of writing? Do you ever bring that into the work that you do, or do you just uh, want to stay on the story to make the story as good as I, possible?
1: I, I pretty much. I try to stay on the story and let other people worry about that. You know, just try just just tell the story as best you can. Uh, but if you're writing for television, you know, and you know you're going to have a limited budget, you can't. You know, you, you have to keep the you know the the, the enormous battle scenes to a minimum. No, no, no.
0: I think I'm talking more in terms of the idea of okay, you know. Um, a producer is trying to make a project, and this, you know, they they like to categorize the project as okay. This is going to be a um, a micro budget film. You know, we're writing for one hundred fifty thousand dollars, or a million dollars, or it's going to be five million dollars, or whatever whatever it's going to be. That, I mean, do you, do you ever do you ever start there? In a way, or oh. does that does that kind of factor into the, the the process, or just it just doesn't matter? Write a great story, and, and no,
1: with- no, it, no it, that matters. I mean, I I, uh, I, I worked on one uh, in the fall where where uh, it's actually a shoot, I'm shooting now, and it's, and it's a micro budget, and, and it was very limited locations and, and 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 you know and situations, and and yeah, you have to if, if you if you know that's that's. Which your, which your market's going to be, you
0: have to do that. If you've got a bunch of people sitting in a room and you're trying to do something on, a, I want to say, a, you know, the, the, the dinner room scene, right, or the scene where you, you've you got everybody in, in an enclosed space, those, and I'm bringing this up just uh, because my mind has gone there from the idea of, okay, if you're doing something smaller, then you're going to try and keep things contained. If you're going to try and keep things contained, then odds are you've got a lot of characters in the same mm-hmm. spot. And then when you're writing, you're reading a lot of characters, and it kind of goes back to the note that you were talking about before, where, okay, now you've got to differentiate all these characters, give them their own voices, make sure that if you've got a lot of people in a small space, that the that the plot's still moving forward. A lot of the times you'll see projects where uh, people are trying to achieve that, right? That, 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 that is in and of itself the, mm-hmm. the, like, it's the goal, as it were, because you don't have the scale to do something bigger in many locations. So you have to get creative inside the smaller space. If you're playing in that kind of an environment, which more often than not, smaller budgeted projects are, how do you tackle that kind of a scenario?
1: Well, I mean, I mean, there's been a, a, number, a number of examples of it, uh, uh, you know, through, through, throughout film history. Uh, and what you do is you, usually you, you have to start before you get them all in the room so that we, we know who, who they are. And we can sense that there's almost an, an expectation that, you know, when the, when, the, when the concentration camp survivor is at the dinner table with the escaped Nazi, there's going to be a problem there's going to be some conflict, some friction. You know, and you, and you want to set it up that way, that you have characters who are who are sort of automatically going to be conflicting with each other. So that's what you want. But you you, you only can enjoy that if you know a little bit about them before they sit around the table. So on the top... Or, the- or, you, or you can do it like like 12 Angry Men where you're you're only in the room... And so you have to develop the characters as you go to to differentiate them, to create the conflict.
0: How often do you see projects where the conflict just, it's just, it's too much. Yes, 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 yes. And not enough, you know, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no, or better. No, 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 no. Exactly. Well,
1: yeah. uh, Almost always. I mean, that's, that's, that's one of the, Prime notes after after the whole you know uh, a, a dialogue characterization thing it's it's it, it's you got to tell people it's always no 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 you know it, it's it's a, a, a wonderful a script editor once told me years ago he, he, he would ask he, he taught screenwriting and he'd always ask his students in what percentage of the scenes is there a fight and they would all you know, say various numbers, and they will always be wrong because the, the correct answer is a hundred percent. Yeah. there should be a, a fight in every scene about something, even if it's a little.
0: Some kind of conflict. Everywhere.
1: Some kind of conflict yeah. about something. It could be a, a, a stupid conflict, but it's always about something. And and and, that, and that's, that's it's kind of what makes drama works. If you don't have conflict, you, you really don't have drama, and you can't.
0: Do, do you feel that the, the the changing of the the business itself, just the the nature of what's been going on in the in in the business of film and, and I guess television to a large extent that technology, theatrical windowing, SVOD, digital, low budget, high like all all of it, it's all changing right now. Does that have any impact on you and what you do at all?
1: No, I don't think so. I mean, it's it, certainly that. The finished product is, is is looking very different, and and it's uh, uh, you know that's and the judgment will be out on that for a while. But in, in terms of telling a story and entertaining an audience, I mean, those that hasn't changed since Euripides. You know, it, it's 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 the same stuff. I mean, it's basically it's it's keeping butts in the seat. You know, without without developing butt twitch. twitch. <laughs> well, that's 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 the, that's the basic thing that you do, you, uh, you want to keep people, yeah I mean, you know I, my, I have an ex-girlfriend who, who, who says you know, I, I heard a twitch in that movie, you know <laughs> that, that means she, she lost interest
0: you know yeah I, uh, it's funny I just, I, I just went out and saw American Sniper the other day um, just, you, you made me think about that, and I was just cause I, and I went to see it with somebody and, uh, and they came out of the movie and they were like and they hated it. They just they hated it, uh, and I was like, I don't know. I could see what you know Clint Eastwood was trying to do with that. Um, I, I don't know why I'm thinking about that right now. But just, but just the fact that you were mentioning that you know in certain movies people can get antsy, and this is this was a prime example. I was I was enjoying I was enjoying the movie, and then you know the person next to me was just. Oh, man, they just, they, they hated it. They <laughs> couldn't wait for yeah. it to be over. Have you seen it yet?
1: I've not seen it, but that's a different phenomenon. Because you could be in a movie you kind of like, but get antsy. Because it's just it's just too long. You know, it, 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 but, but movies, you know, Lawrence of Arabia is a good example. I mean, it, 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 you don't want to stop. I mean, it's, it's four hours, and you, you know, let's go. Let's keep going.
0: Yeah, you know, it's funny. I it, wish I had seen Lawrence of Arabia when I was, like, my first... Exposure to Lawrence of Arabia. I remember this. I went to see it with with my father, and it, it it was a movie that came with an intermission. I think it might be the only right. movie that ever came with an intermission. And I was very young at the time, so.
1: had uh, yeah. lots of back in the day. We, 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 they, were, they were long movies. You always had an intermission.
0: Yeah, it's amazing they don't do that anymore. They just break yeah. them up into into two movies. Oh yes, now yeah. Yeah, wouldn't it be great? Wouldn't it be great to go see like Kill Kill Bill Volume One and Volume Two at the same time, or better yet, Back to the Future One and Back to the Future Two? Remember that one? That was that, great. It, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, they were made years apart. No, I know. Um, yeah. And listen, Mike, thank you so much for taking the time today. I, I, I just I feel like we really only scratched the surface here, but I, if. If people wanted to connect with you uh, and, and talk with you about you know their their projects and their scripts, what, what's the best way for people to to get a hold of you?
1: It's, it's, it's go to my website, it's uh, mikecheeta mike com, or you can uh, send me an email to mike at mikecheeta dot com. It's uh, uh yeah, it's easy to find.
0: Uh, just any last takeaways for uh, for our audience? Anything that, that that you want people to really think about when they're no? I I, 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 thought you,
1: I thought you asked all the right questions. I mean, uh, I, I I wouldn't have been uh, you know smart at all if I'd been on my own to have to just just blabber on. You, you actually asked some very good questions.
0: I I I try and blabber. Although I have to admit, I think I missed about forty questions that I'm going to get hammered on for not asking you. So uh, I think I'm going to have to go back and write up and write a follow up of all the questions that I didn't get to. But uh, anyway, uh, well, my, you know why, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I know where you are I know where you are uh, yeah and uh, for those who are listening and they want to uh, connect with us you know where to do that please do so at Craft Truck uh, if you want to find us on Twitter uh, or you can visit us at CraftTruck.com uh, uh, and please if you're hopping around iTunes and uh, you're, you're downloading this or any of our other podcasts uh, please do leave us a few stars leave us a rating it helps people find the show and it is super appreciated and uh, uh, I thank you for that so uh, Mike thanks again for your time for coming on the show and uh, okay my pleasure yeah yeah and uh, everybody thanks for listening we'll see you next week bye okay, bye bye okay take care